Hey, this week at Discover Church, we were joined by the folks over at Delmarva Adult and Teen Challenge. They had a really awesome uh, testimony time where they shared some of their stories of uh, overcoming addiction, uh, both from the men and women's program. And if you want more information about Delmarva Teen Challenge, you can jump over to Delmarva Teen Challenge, all one word, dot org. You can see a little bit more about them. You can also give to their ministry. They do a really awesome job both here locally in the southern Delaware area but also around the country and we really hope you enjoy uh, checking them out and their message today. I like what the psalmist said. It is good to be in the house of the Lord and I don't know about you but I live for moments that we just experience. The presence of God I thirst for the living God. He is alive. He is alive today. And that is the the change agent at Delmarva Adult and Teen Challenge. Yes, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And our primary purpose there is to preach and teach and model, live the word of God before our students. Uh, We're not so much into everyday types of recovery methods. Our, our method is over 2,000 years old. Amen. <laughs> and we believe that the Holy Spirit as a lady or a man, an individual, uh, yields to the Word of God, to the Spirit of God, that Ezekiel 36:26 happens. In other words, the old heart is pulled out and the new heart is put in there. And that's what happened to several of our students today. And uh, we're saved by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, Revelation says. So I want to uh, bring up Devin here. Uh, Let's give Devin a hand. Anything that you hear or do today, it's that we do it's it's all for the glory of God uh, we 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 do not lift up ourselves we don't even exalt team challenge we exalt the king of kings and the lord of lords and what he's doing we are kingdom builders it doesn't matter what denomination anybody is in this is the core doctrine of team challenge the lordship of Jesus Christ and being conformed to his image amen and that's who we introduce people to, and he does the rest. Uh, so, Devin, just three or four minutes of testimony. And uh, Shania, his Devin's wife's over there, and good to have you here. Yes, how's everybody doing today? <laughs> Made some familiar faces, Brother Frank Honus, Brother TJ, good to see you guys. Um, so just a little bit about myself. I grew up in Salisbury, Maryland, and uh, my dad's a pastor, and I kind of grew up in the church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. And um, I think as a, from my experience, being a pastor's kid, a lot of my identity came through my parents' relationship with Christ. It wasn't my own. And so I could give you all the nitty-gritty details of all the lying, cheating, stealing, and <laughs> terrible things I did to my friends, family, coworkers, everybody that I knew um, but, uh, when you find yourself living out of your vehicle at 22 years old with a needle hanging out of your arm, you f- start to realize that your identity that you thought you had, um, wasn't really a clear picture of what God's identity was for you. And so for me, um, when I hit that rock bottom, uh, no place to turn, my car for repossession, hardly anything to my name, everything that I had done up to that point was completely destroyed. Um, I knew I had to make a change, and so for me, when I entered into Teen Challenge, um, I finally realized that the identity that I thought I had was truly in Jesus Christ, and once I found that, um, I started to see a lot of things change in my life, and Pastor Bob can attest to that, um, you know, through the, the saving grace that he had in me, um, I was able to find a beautiful wife and a lot of other amazing things. Um, but the one thing I wanted to focus on today through my testimony is if you know anybody out there who is struggling, um, 
point them to God, point them to Jesus Christ, the power of the cross and him crucified, because that is the one thing that has changed my life. It wasn't 12 steps. It wasn't anything like that. It was believing and and, um, trusting in the Lord and um, allowing him to do a work in my heart and allow him to fill that space that I was trying to fill on my own. So I just want to say thank you to Pastor Bob and you guys for allowing me to speak and kind of share a few words. But just remember, it's all about him. And um, if you do know somebody who needs help, um, that's the one way. Thank you, Devin. Jared, come on down. Let's give Jared a hand. Amen. All right. I love surprises. At Christmas time, anyway, my birthday. But no, God's been good to me. Uh, Devin, actually, I was a pastor's kid as well. And I grew up in church three at least three days a week, and when we were evangelizing, like five or six, and we did revivals, and like he said, I, I, I thought I was the son of God because everyone else said I was, and, um, and you know, it's just a lot of, a lot of time I spent in just like thinking I was something, but deep down I knew I wasn't. Like I, uh, I didn't know who I was. Um, when I was a little kid, I don't, you know, I've gotten used to telling this part of the story. I didn't at first. My parents didn't find out like a couple of years ago, uh, but when I was five, the, a couple that was in the church that we went to, a husband and a wife, um, they were babysitting them, uh, and so they just, you know, not going into detail, I don't really, I blacked out most of it, but I was taken advantage of. Um, the only thing I really remember is being led down the hallway in my underwear, and he had his back, his hand on my back, so I don't, I don't really like people touching my back today, <laughs> but that's all I can remember. I think God knows I couldn't handle it the rest, and uh, so that happened to me, so I uh, built, started building up walls, and um, not knowing who you are, and like not letting people in is a kind of a dangerous thing, and like I, I could, I knew what people wanted me to be, because I was, a, I was a well aware of like my surroundings, and what everyone else, I always paid, I paid attention, airports are my favorite place to go to, because you can like sit there and just like watch people, it sounds kind of creepy saying it out loud, but, um, <laughs> but <laughs> But whatever, you know, I just, I, people fascinate me, you know, like what they wear. You can tell a lot by somebody by the shoes they wear, but um, I'm a quoted first Forrest Gump, but I'm going to stop and get off track. Um, so I built up walls and I, uh, I, I was, I was a clown, as you can see. I mean, that's, you know, partial truth. I put a, like, these little half truths, like part of me out there and, but I was never going to put me out there because you can't, you can't hurt can't hurt something that's not real and if I put like a, a mask on you couldn't hurt that mask was someone else you can't you couldn't hurt me you could hurt that person but it wasn't really me because I was never going to be hurt again you know you know and it and so I grew up and then I turned 18 and it was like I was a good yes ma'am no ma'am yes sir no sir and I did what I was told I should have joined the military because I love to travel and I, I like being told what to do I don't that's weird but um and so I just started using I just and then I just Devin said, I could, give, I could give you some gritty, gory details, but I won't. I didn't know who I was, and I was scared to death of everything. I was scared of rejection. I was scared of being vulnerable, being honest, because that's what gets you hurt. That's what, that's what people take advantage of. I don't trust people. And, and then just up and down, I got married, divorced, just because we couldn't, couldn't stop using. And, uh, and then I came to Team Challenge, and I was reading First Corinthians. <laughs> I cry, oh, man. And I was reading First Corinthians 13 and talking about what love is and all these things. And I was like, man, <laughs> like love is patient, love is kind. And like I just was all these. And at the end, it talks about how you look at yourself. It's like an like it's like a riddle, a riddle, an enigma. And but then it's like when that when that which is perfect comes. We're talking about love. Then you'll be known. And it's like and I right there, I just heard God said, "You're mine." And I finally knew what I was, thanks to the word of God. It's just, it's powerful. And, uh, and so, you know, and I, God's done some work. I've, I've had some bumps. I've had some bruises. And I've had some falls. And I've, I relapsed. And, like, the part about not, you know, ever trusting anybody, feeling safe anywhere, that changed when I came to Team Challenge. I finally had a home. I've always wanted to go everywhere else because, I, you know, go to new places, new things. You know, you don't. You always being the guest in someone's house is awesome, and you don't have to worry about the responsibility of anything. But Team Challenge has become my home, and it's been like my—it's my safety. It's where I feel safe. 
And that's saying a lot because, you know, I don't, I, my parents get upset when I say that because they, they feel like, you know, they, I wasn't safe for them. It wasn't their fault. Um, but I have a place where I can go and I get to play music. And I, I love, I love playing music with these guys. And I, I feel like the most me when I'm behind a kid or just whatever, just worshiping God. And God's been good to me. And it's because of places like this, people, you guys won't ever see some of the faces you touch. But I believe that when we get to heaven, people are going to come up to you and be like, it's because of your gift, because of your prayers. That's why I'm here, and it's, it's the truth. It's not just something we say to people to make them sound good. It's the truth. We're here because of people like y'all, and uh, I thank God for this place. I thank God for Kings Talon. And the thing for the blood just covers all that crap, you know, all that junk, you know. And God doesn't see me as that drug addict. When he was hanging on the cross, you know, he was thinking about me. He saw me here today thinking, he's like, that's why I'm going to stay on this cross. And the flesh maybe wanted to get him down. He saw today, and he saw the program with the women too, and just he was like, nope, I can't do it. He, he fought it in the garden because he sweated blood because he didn't, his flesh didn't want to do it. He's like, no, I must. It was love. It wasn't the soldiers that crucified God. It was his love for us. So thank you, guys. Amen. Jared, come on up here. No, just Jared. Let's give Jared a hand. got me messed up. Jared, you got the other Jared all messed up. That's good. So I'm the third pastor's kid to stand up here. Good gracious. We're a mess, aren't we? Oh, God's good. Um, I've been a graduate. Uh, I graduated about three years ago. And uh, if you had a, a picture of then and now, It's an amazing thing. I was, uh, I was like, readily uh, about to be divorced, and now we got our third kid on the way. It's going to be born in January. Uh, there's so many things I could say. Uh, I haven't had to do this in a while, so thank you, Pastor Bob, for that. Um, useless as a father, as a husband, as a, an employee. Um, you could put any uh, title in that category blank. I was pretty useless for just about anybody for anything. And um, the year is important. I don't think that you can turn yourself around in 30 days. I don't think it happens that quickly. I, I think you need to break yourself down and, and Start building yourself up again as the foundation of Christ. Um, and so I'm thankful because the year actually was hard. My, my second daughter was five weeks old when I came in. So that's a hard thing. You start feeling better and you get sober and you, you feel like, man, I'm, I'm ready. I need to go back. I need to be there for my kid. Uh, but the year is important. It's a long time for a reason. And thank you, Lord, that I stayed in the seeds that were planted, God, to produce good things. And it was worth every moment. It was worth every moment. And I am so thankful to be a part. Um, I'm not actually staffed at the ministry, but I love being able to come and be a part. And I pray whenever uh, I'm available, I'm off, and I will do my very best to be there. And I, I love the churches that we go to. I love the people of the ministry. Forever changed because of God's love through His people, which is exactly what He says, isn't it? That they will know that we are Christians by our love. That's how they're going to know by what we do. They're the ones in front. If the world needs a picture of Christ, then we need to step up and show it, right? I've certainly been shown. Thank you, Lord. Love you guys. Thank you, Jared. Uh, Sheree, uh, if you could, on your way up. I hope through these testimonies that you'll see that, you pick it up, that addiction is no respecter of persons. Um, I purposely picked three pastors' children to come up. It's not just the 
street person. It's not just the person that uh, grew up uh, in the hood or that type of thing. It's, it's spread across all socioeconomic levels. Um, and I've, we've helped people, uh, government officials' sons and daughters. We've helped lawyers' sons and daughters. The fentanyl and the heroin and all that is spread up into the suburbs. Um, we've even had, unfortunately, people that were associated uh, with our program die of overdose. And you say, God, why? Why? And he would answer me and said, they knew a lot about, about me, but they didn't know me personally. See, a person can come into Teen Challenge and graduate not delivered. Did you hear me? They can go through the motions. They can comply, but they haven't surrendered. And that's why we're there to, to continue to try to help them to see that. But ultimately, it's up to them. But for the most part, nationwide, we have an over 80% success rate with a 62-year documented track record uh, from one center in New York to four, over 1,400 centers in 127 countries. And we praise God for that. The other half of our ministry uh, has been your prayers being answered through the opening of our Home of Hope women's campus and children's campus. We take single women pregnant women and women with children under six that have addiction issues. Uh, this past year, we've had two babies born at Home of Hope. Uh, one was an absolute miracle baby because she came at four pounds. Uh, her mother had shot heroin for eight months of pregnancy, and she was uh, up to A.I. DuPont on morphine drip because of withdrawal. I don't know if any of you have ever seen a shaking baby um, but that's why God spoke to us to open up uh, the Women's Home of Hope. For those children, for women like Cherie, the ladies here, we've had, I think, five or six graduates uh, since we've been open of the Home of Hope in the last year and a half, and some of them are here today. But we snagged this, this gem from New York, and she wants to share her testimony with you. Amen. Amen. Man, guys, brothers, y'all are, y'all touch my heart today <laughs> because God uses the foolish things in us all. And um, I'm so grateful for this ministry. Um, I was thinking as Brother Jared was talking about the rally we were at last week and Pastor Ryan was talking about Christ being on the cross and um, just Jared mentioning Christ on the cross today and how in our flesh, we wanted to take him down, but he needed to stay up there because we needed him to stay up there. And so when I think back over my own life and my testimony, and at seven years old, when I was being sexually abused by a close family member, Christ was on the cross, you know, and you showed me that last week, Pastor Ryan, and I got some healing for that. Thank you. And when I was being beaten, Christ was on the cross. And when I was shooting heroin and prostituting my body, Christ was on the cross. And even when I lost my eye and I became blind in my right eye, Christ was still on the cross. And when it didn't bring me to my knees, he still pursued me. And he was still on the cross. And I'm just so thankful for that revelation today. And I have the privilege to be a direct care staff member at the Home of Hope and um, let me tell you all the healing that I have walked through in my program from the, I was a hot mess, y'all. I was a, whew, I was mad when I got there. I don't need, I think I was mad for so long that I stopped knowing what I was angry about, but just walking through those things and learning the power of forgiveness. And um, I had abandoned my daughter when she was six years old. And um, now we have full restoration. And as we speak, she's at the home of home campus because these guys love us so much that they they are intentional about, about just reunification with families. And it's just really changed my life. 
I, um, the resentment is gone. The shame is gone. The guilt is gone. And like the guy said, it's no NA. It's no 12 steps. It is the power of Jesus Christ living in us. It is the Holy Spirit that dwells in us. And it's every day getting up and choosing to pick up our cross and follow him. And, um, I just, I love this place, Pastor Bob, and um, I'm so thankful for the church, and I'm so thankful for you guys supporting us, and we are standing here because of y'all prayers. Don't stop. And I just, I could stand up here and tell y'all all day how thankful I am, because I am, God has just done that much in my life, but I'm going to let Wendy come up. Come on up here, Wendy. Amen. Hi, as she said, my name's Wendy. Uh, I graduated the program in June. I'm an intern at Home of Hope right now. Um, I don't want to glorify. I, God is just so good. Uh, I married when I was very young. I married when I was 19. Um, I had th three children with my husband. When my youngest was a year old, he died of cancer. So I was 26 with three kids under the age of six. Uh, I held it together, but through that pain, I tried to fill it thinking I had to have a whole family unit. I tried to take away the pain with substances, um, which eventually led that when I was 40, I, I was addicted to heroin. I walked away from my children as teenagers, went to live on the street, and was in and out of jail. Didn't have anything to do with my kids for almost eight years. Phone calls maybe every six months until I came to Teen Challenge. Um, I came to Teen Challenge, it was a hard road for me. I still tried to do things my way. Uh, there was a few bumps in the process along the way. Um, but I was just speaking to Pastor Bob the other day and through the time that I was on the streets, I was admitted in the hospital. I was in the hospital for seven months. I had a heart infection that made my whole body go into shutdown. I was told I had 24 hours to live. Uh, this month is two years since I walked out of the hospital. Amen. The Lord has healed me completely. But not only that, I've been able to attend both my children's weddings. Um, I just had a hug from my daughter the other day, and it's so wonderful to just to be a mom again. Um, I, I do a lot of volunteer for outreach because the Lord has done so much in my life that I believe that to show what God has done in my life is the way to live it and to reach out to those around us. I don't have to preach. I don't have to write, quote scripture. It's the way I live. Um, I was out close to third and north the other day doing an outreach, um, feeding some of the homeless. And that was my old stomping grounds. And I realized the Lord spoke to me and he said, this is what delivered means. Because there was no desire. There was no fear. I knew where I stood with my Lord. So a lot of us think that year is a long time. I had a Sunday school background. I taught Sunday school when my kids were little. But Home of Hope has given me a place to pull away from the world and get to know the Lord and for me to have a personal relationship with him. And as I live my life, I am going to live to serve the Lord. There is freedom and obedience to scripture. There is a freedom and obedience to the Lord. And I will never go back. My shame and my guilt are behind me. I can live in freedom and walk proud as a child of Christ. Amen. And now we're going to bring Ashley up. Hi. Um, thank you for having me here. Um, never done this before, so bear with me. Um, I guess I'll just start. Um, growing up, I was being passed back and forth between two different families, um, my mom's parents and my dad's. And I never really felt wanted. I never felt like I belonged anywhere. There was really no meaning to my life. I didn't have a purpose. And that plagued me my entire life. Um, as I grew up, it got worse and worse, and then at age of 16, I decided I wanted to make a name for myself or 
to find something that would make me feel like worthwhile, make give my life meaning. So I started using um, just anything I could get my hands on, any mind-altering substances. Um, I started going after boys and basically anything to fill this void of just not meaning anything. Um, so my life completely fell apart. I was an addict for seven years. Um, it finally got out of control, and I came to Teen Challenge. I was absolutely angry. Um, I just, I didn't know what to do, but I always knew that God was there. Um, I grew up in church, but it didn't mean anything because I didn't feel like I was worthy of God's love. Um, if my own parents didn't love me, how could he? Looking back over my life, every time that I was ODing and I thought I was going to die, I'd always cry out to God to save me. But it never really stuck until I got to Teen Challenge. When I finally let him in and I realized he really did love me and I was worth saving because he hung on the cross for it. graduated Teen Challenge in October, spent 15 months there working my butt off to get closer to God and to just sit at his feet every day. And because of it, I have my entire family restored to me. I got to be on a video call with my dad. He looked me dead in my face. He smiled at me and he said, I love you. And I've been waiting my whole life to hear it. I'm just so grateful for Teen Challenge and for for God. He had a plan for me, and uh, he knew I was going to make a lot of mistakes along the way. But um, he had a plan of redemption, and I can't wait to see where it goes from here. Thank you. Thank you, Ashley. I think we can underscore basically the the theme of the testimonies as God's love, that he he rescues us, even in our sin. When we were in, when I was in, when you were in, your worst depravity, your worst sin, God loved you. That should blow us away, that God loved us. The, The hidden things, the things that are the most despicable that we did. The willful sins. God says, I love you. And that's what God does at Teen Challenge through us. You know, through all the, the shoes of depravity that I've worn in my life, God has used that to be able to sympathize, to empathize with other people that go through the same things. And when they're feeling like they're going to get the, the lightning rod, They get the love of God. And it's that empowering grace that is life-changing. And so with that, I'm going to pass the final baton off to just a a good pastor friend of mine. He's on staff. He's one of our head counselors, uh, worship leader, uh, and many, many hats. Uh, Let's welcome Pastor Ryan Hollis. Well, I think the uh, the message has already been preached on the right. God's good. God's good. If you would turn with me to uh, Psalm, Psalm thirty nine. Sorry, one Psalm one thirty nine. And I think I know what God's up to. I'm certain, I'm confident I know what God's up to. Let's pray before we dive into God's word this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you 
for your name being glorified in this place. With the testimonies, the worship, just thank you for your presence in this place. We know you're in this. We know you're in this church. We know you're in this hour, Lord. We love you. We thank you for this in your son's name. Amen. Psalm 139. I know I don't have a whole lot of time here, and I'm okay with that. I'm just going to let God's word preach today. Psalm 139. I'm reading from verses 1 to 18. And I'm reading from the NIV. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You know my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my laying down. You're familiar with all of my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to obtain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me, and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, and the darkness is as light to you. For you created my innermost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Praise God. The title for today's message, and I'm going to keep it short today, church, is simply this. Where, where can I go? Where can I go? I, I read this passage, I read this prayer, I read this worship song from the psalmist. And I see, I see a shift in it. I see a shift from verses 1 through 12 and then from 13 to 18. I see, I see a pivot here. From the first 12 verses, I see a cry of a prodigal. I see a cry of someone who, who feels unworthy. Who feels useless, who feels like they are lost and broken, hungry and thirsty, feeling like they're nothing in comparison to the sovereignty of God. The psalmist even says, surely the dark will hide me. Surely what, what, I, what I do in the dark will hide me. And even the light, even the good things around me are going to be dark. I can't see anything positive. I can't see anything good. I can't see anything optimistic. I see a broken man here. If we read it, we, we can empathize with it, and we can see a broken woman here. And that's, how, that's what I see when I have the privilege every day to work at Delmarva Dalton Teen Challenge at the Men's Center. And I have the privilege to do some of the intakes when I'm there. And I see the men walking in. And I'm sure it means the exact same thing at the Women's Center. Walking into their doors their very first day, feeling lost. Feeling, feeling broken. Feeling like their life is just full of darkness. Feeling heavy laden, 
hungry, thirsty, dirty, whatever. They feel like an outsider. This is what I feel the first 12 verses of this psalm declare. The heart of an outsider. Of, of where can I go? Where can I go? And as those honorable and, and brave men and women who come to Teen Challenge their very first day, whether they stay one day or stay 365, I give them courage for even taking that first step. I wonder if they thought this question before they even walked into the doors of Teen Challenge. Where can I go? Where can I go to get help? Where can I, get, where can I go to get help from the world? The help from my darkness? Because I can't even see light in the darkness. So this is what I see at Delmarva Dalton Teen Challenge is, is outsiders walking in to Teen Challenge. And, this is, and where I see the pivot is in verse 13. For you created me in my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. But where I see the pivot is, it, it's, it's the pivot from becoming an outsider to becoming an insider. Becoming an outsider of living for the world, living for the flesh, living for whatever pleases us. But then they come to Teen Challenge. They become an insider. They join the family of God. They realize that they are sons and daughters of God. They're part of the family. They become, through the power of God, they become cleansed and fed and loved on. There's healing in such a holy place as Teen Challenge. There's growth at Teen Challenge. I've never heard more word than at Teen Challenge. There's fruit that is being bore at Teen Challenge. Sometimes you've got to squint a little bit. Sometimes you definitely have to see through the eyes of Christ a little bit. But there's fruit there. There's even better attitudes at Teen Challenge. So this is all, Pastor Bob already said this. What, what I read in here in this, in this psalm from David is of God's love, God's mercy, and of God's grace, of God's sovereign grace, of God's salvation, of God's saving grace, of God's powerful grace, and of God's great wisdom. I see all this in this psalm. We're sitting here today as a church, you're wondering, well, well, how is this, how can I apply this to my life? I appreciate Delmarva Adult Teen Challenge coming to, to lead us in worship. And it, I think it blesses us hope more than it blesses you. I know I was blessed this morning. And thank you, church, for giving us the opportunity to come here today just, just to worship together. But how, how is this message, how can I apply it to my life? One, one simple way, as Pastor Bob had already said too, drugs don't discriminate. I guarantee in some way or fashion we have somebody as a friend, as a family member, or an acquaintance in some way struggles with addiction. And we feel the impacts of that. We feel the ripple effects of that. But as a church, as, as a body, how can we equate from being an outsider to an insider. From that pivot of just feeling lost and hopeless and nowhere to turn, feeling, feeling useless. How can we turn that shift and, and, and adjust to that pivot point from an outsider to an insider? And I just simply, the Lord put this thought in my head, in my heart. Lord willing, we're all saved. I don't think we came to the point of our salvation perfect. I think we came to the point of our salvation because we needed God's grace. I was an outsider. I may have never 
spent a day at Delmarva and Dalton Teen Challenge. But I was on the outside. I was on the outside of what God had called me to do. I was on the outside of his grace, and I had nothing to do with God. But as you hear the testimonies today, if you heard the testimonies today, which what I was, just the Lord laid in my heart just as I was praying over there, as the men and women were sharing, is how clear and perfect hindsight is. Look at God's grace in your life. I can see God's grace in my life, but I can't testify about God's grace in your life. If you've come to that point of surrender in your life, that point of salvation in your life, you know why. I'm sure you were asking that question, where can I go? I don't think it's ironic in any way or fashion. I think it's God's grace and God's omnipresence, his, his, his sovereignty. And when people were at their wits end, when people were at their rock bottom, they're like, well, I might as well read my Bible. Well, I, I might as well pray. I might as well go to church. I might as well go to Teen Challenge. Nothing else has worked. But God is there. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go to the heavens, you're there. If I go to the depths of the, depths of the earth, you're there. If I go for the furthest east or the furthest west, I can't outrun your grace and love, God. Hmm. We live in a troubling time, church. I don't think I need to tell you that. I don't think Pastor Curtis needs to tell you that. We live in a troubling time. But has God not always been there since the time of creation? Has God not always been present in the time of Christ? time of the persecution of the first century church, in the time of the wandering and the waiting of the Israelites, the time of the, the fallen sin of Adam and Eve, was God, was God not there? See, God is there in 2020. God, God is here in 2020, and God is near in 2020. So we can't go anywhere from God's presence. We can't go anywhere from God's spirit, no matter how fallen of a world we live in. We can't flee from his presence. But sadly to say, church, too often we forget this. Too often we're too jaded by the noise and the chaos that surrounds us. Too often we're so jaded by the darkness that we can't see any light. But I can testify in my life. As I look back at times in my life where God saved me. And I see presently where God is saving me. And I pray, hope and pray that God is, is revealing things to you of how he has saved you in the past. Brothers, with a time where you just bowed down to his feet, whether at a, a student at Delmarva Dalton Teen Challenge or just some a good faithful member of this church. Well, God was near then. God was near when I didn't even know he was near. I couldn't escape his presence. I couldn't run far away from his presence, even if I said, well, I'll accept God when I'm ready. But I look back in my life, as Paul talks about, not living for the past, but looking back to it and living for the future, pressing on to things of the future. But I look back on my life and I see these mile markers in my life where God showed up or where God was faithful even when I was not. And I hear the testimonies from the women and I hear testimonies from the men of where God was there with them. And they're having revelations of when they were in their sin or sin was surrounded, was surrounding them. God was there. And God is here with us today on this day. I don't know about you, but I... I felt his presence in worship. I felt his presence during the testimonies. I, I, I can read his spirit-inspired word today that was, out, that was relevant thousands of years ago, and that's relevant today. That shows me that God is near. That shows me that God is real. I've read this passage numerous times. Last night, when I struggled to find a word to share, I'm like, Lord, I'm just going to read your word 
And I pray, and I know, and I'm confident you are going to be faithful to share it. So church, in 2020, and we, we just have to realize that God hasn't gone anywhere. Where can we go from God's presence? We can't escape it. He's always there. The Father's heart is always there for the prodigal. I love what verse 2 says. You know my thoughts from afar. The Father is sitting there waiting for his son, for his daughter to return home, to answer the call home from afar. From the farthest east, from the farthest west, he's waiting. I mean, Jesus is there, as you've already heard the testimonies about the cross. Jesus was there on the cross for our sins. Jesus was there on the cross when sin was against us. Jesus was there on the cross. And now we have the Holy Spirit near to us. The same power that rose Jesus from the dead is in us. So where can we go? Where can we go in this day? Because as we can see, as hindsight is 2020, we couldn't escape from God's love. We couldn't escape from God's grace. God's grace was always there. But now we see it. Now we have fresh eyes. And we read about it in his truth and his word. So where can we go today? We can go to the throne of God. That's where we can go. When we have troubling times, we go to the throne of God. When we have a loved one who's hurting with addiction, we go to the throne of God. When we have someone who is, is struggling with sickness and disease, we go to the throne of God. Because he is near. He is always near. I'm going to close with this passage. Revelation chapter 22, verse 17. The spirit and the bride say, come. Let the one who hears say, come. Let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who wishes to take the free gift of the water of life. Where can we go? We go to God. Amen. Jennifer, please forgive me. Just raise your hand or stand. If you can just stand, I won't call you up. Um, she, she is graduating Home of Hope this Friday. Uh, and Amanda, stand. Another graduate of Home of Hope. Uh, or Megan, yeah. Yeah, Megan, another graduate, and uh, just so blessed. Did you know that there's over 270 graduates of Teen Challenge here in the state of Delaware? That's, that's the importance of what you and I do now. If you would have told me back in 1993, when I was in my madness and addiction, that I would be doing what I'm doing today? I'm like, what on earth? <laughs> but just how steps of obedience and all that is so important because the God of love has something so large and huge in store for each one of us. And little did I know that 24 years after I had graduated Teen Challenge, that God would bring a young lady, Ashley, who you heard, from my old development up in Newcastle County, Fairfield, three, three, three streets over, I was on Country Club Drive, she was on Hanover, would bring her into the program. Uh, and I'm like, what, you grew up in Fairfield? And there's, there's no coincidences. And God just connects. He's all, there's 10,000 things that God is doing behind the scenes.
to make more glory for him. And this Thanksgiving season, this Christmas season, turn off the news and turn on God. Amen? Amen. Well, I hope, I don't have to hope that. Actually, that's a stupid statement. I know that you've been blessed today uh, by Teen Challenge, by the testimony and just the stories that you got to hear. And uh, they did not know this, but uh, if you're uh, familiar here, if you've been here uh, the past few weeks here at Discover, we're in the middle of a series we're calling Mirrors, where we're looking at the book of Psalms. So you didn't even know it, but you you joined the series without even knowing it. And uh, really the question that we've been talking about, and I probably, I've said this every single week, every single week, when, when you look in the mirror, what do you see? And, and, you know, it's so easy for us, for when you look in the mirror, for you to, to see the failures, the disappointments, the, all the things that want to stick to you, that want to weigh you down, that want to keep you from ultimately fulfilling what God has called for you and I to be. But one of the things I wonder, uh, this came to me here, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 says, that, guess what? If you are part of Christ, if you are in Christ, you are a new creature. You know, the old is gone and the new is here. And I love it because when you read that, there's an exclamation point. So that means it's something to be excited about. And then he says that all this is from God who reconciles us to himself through Christ, through the ministry of reconciliation. And like, let me tell you that it doesn't matter what your uh, journey, what your path has been. Uh, it is exciting today that we can say that we are, have been reconciled to Christ. And uh, listen, it, it's, it's so awesome. And uh, listen, we're going to get ready to transition to a time of giving. And listen, because of COVID, we're doing a touchless environment. We know many of you give online, and you can continue to do that today through discoverchurch.cc. And if you want to give uh, in person, we have uh, some boxes in the back of the room that you can do on your way out, and you can give to Teen Challenge today, to Delmarva Adult and Teen Challenge today. Uh, if you want to do that through Discover Church, just put that in the memo if you give in person. If you're going to give online, there is a category that you can click on to do that. And uh, one of the things I love, it continues on here in uh, 2 Corinthians, and it tells us that, guess what, uh, in verse, uh, verse 20, it says that we have been made Christ's ambassadors. And that is exactly what you've heard. You've heard some ambassadors for Christ this morning, uh, just giving God a little bit of glory for everything that he has done in their life and in, uh, in my life. And listen, when you give uh, through Discover Church, you're given to ministries uh, like Teen Challenge because Teen Challenge, whether you're watching online today or you're here in person, if you check in through the check-in challenge today, uh, anytime today uh, you say that you're at Discover Church, then guess what? You're making a difference because your check-in challenges this month are going to Teen Challenge. They're making that difference. And you're doing other good works, too. I think we have a couple pictures that we're going to throw up because part of your other giving uh, has been this month or this in the past few months here. You gave to some missionaries in the Galapagos, and they sent us some pictures this week of them going through feeding people in their community, and it's been awesome to see that, you know, you don't even know, uh, half of you, you c- I could give you a map, and you couldn't point the Galapagos out on a map. That's okay, but guess what? Your giving is actually there. Like, it's feeding people there, which is so awesome to see. It's so awesome to experience. That's right. That's it. That's good. Listen, so you are making a difference in your community, and today you have the opportunity to do that through, uh, through Teen Challenge, so we want to encourage you uh, to do that. 